Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide 
that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Number 14, I got the Vanderbilt Commodores. After watching Vandy against Hawaii, I cannot say in good conscience that this is a team that deserves to be any higher. I I know there's an argument that Florida, they may only win three or four games this year. Uh, You know, what's Florida going to be? Graham Merch, this, that, whatever. To me, I got to see more from Vandy until I move them up. I got to see more from Vanderbilt, right? It's just, it's one of those things. I'm worried about the offensive line. I'm worried about the secondary. I like A.J. Swan. They've got some individual players that I think you like, but there are some major, major question marks still on Vandy's team, and I'm not sure that win over Hawaii really solved anything. I'm not sure that win over Hawaii really solved anything. For that reason, I've got the Commodores sticking in that number 14 spot. At number 13, I've got just one spot ahead of them, the Florida Gators. Now, there may not be a team in these power rankings that has a greater opportunity to shoot up the power rankings than Florida has in week one. Taking on Utah on Thursday night. If they can go into Salt Lake City, if Graham Mertz is somehow better than we expect and You know, they go on the road and get that win. Florida's a team that I think automatically jumps up at minimum a couple of spots. But coming into the season, what is Graham Mertz going to be? We all saw that spring game, 7-3 or whatever it was. You got Austin Armstrong, a defensive coordinator. You've got question marks on defense. Offensively, you lose a ton. You got a great running game for sure. But there are so many questions on Florida's team. There's a reason the Vegas over-under was set at 5.5. I think right now, Florida's got to prove it. They've got to show it. The Graham Mertz pickup in the portal did not impress anyone. What can he do for the Gators again? If they can go out against Utah, even if they can compete, even if they can play Utah tight, I think there's an opportunity for for Florida to shoot up this list. But right now, I've got the Florida Gators at 13. I've got to see it from Florida. Great opportunity, though, against Utah in week one. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now 
and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At number 12, I've got the Auburn Tigers. A lot of uncertainty here as well. First-year coach and Hugh Freeze. I understand what Hugh Freeze has done. I understand what he's done in year ones, and I get what he's done in the portal, recruiting, all that good stuff. But it's a depth issue. It's a talent issue when it comes to Auburn. And I go back to SEC Media Days, guys, when Hugh Freeze pleaded with his fan base, be patient with us. Be patient with us. I've never gone into a season with more question marks than the season I'm entering right now. Auburn is a team that, again, has a lot of upside. Peyton Thorne has been named starting quarterback. Is he going to hold on to that spot? Robbie Ashford right behind him waiting in the wings. They've got some nice pieces defensively as well. Take on UMass in week one, which we'll talk more about that game here later in the show. Either way, though, I've got Auburn at 12. It's just one of those things, guys, when you have a brand-new head coach, first-year head coach, what are you? We just don't know what you are at this point. Again, these rankings will take shape as we go throughout the season, but right now, because of the questions, first-year head coach, even uncertainty at quarterback, I've got Auburn at number 12. At number 11, give me the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Again, another situation. First-year head coach in Zach Arnett. They cruise into the season with a bit of a cupcake game, if you will. Brand-new offensive scheme. Do you guys realize Will Rogers has never turned his back to a defense? He's never run play action. He's never been under center. This is something brand-new for Will Rogers with offensive attack. What is he able to do with that? A lot of uncertainty. I like this Mississippi State team, though. A lot of veteran veteran leaders, juniors, seniors, a veteran team. But right now, tons of questions as well. A Mississippi State at 11 for me. At number 10, I've got the Missouri Tigers. It comes back to the quarterback position, Brady Cook. I also just don't trust Eli Drinkwitz. Yes, he's on South Carolina. He's beaten up the Gamecocks. I totally get that. But outside of that, Jeff Fisher, I mean, excuse me, Eli Drinkwitz, he is the college version of Jeff Fisher. He is the college version of Jeff Fisher in the sense of they go 500 every single season. What is Mizzou able to do? This is a huge year for Eli Drinkwitz. This is a huge year for Missouri football. And this is another team that I think could shoot up the SEC power rankings in the first couple of weeks. They open up with a really soft schedule in the first month or so. First four or five games. We could be looking at Mizzou 4-0, and 5-0, 5-1, something like that. This could be a top 25 team when the Gamecocks go to Como. But right now, I, Brady Cook. Their defense is great. Their defense is elite. One of the best in the SEC. They return over 80% of the production from that unit. But quarterback, offensively, Luther Burton's a nice piece. But are they going to be able to move the football consistently enough? I got Missouri number 10. You guys will disagree with this one. I've already heard it on social media. But at number nine, I've got the South Carolina Gamecocks. Now, here is why. South Carolina is yet another team that I think we could see fluctuate. I could see them finishing the season in that three or four spot in the SEC. Maybe four or five more realistically, but the ceiling 
is extremely high. Guys, the floor is also extremely low. South Carolina is one of the greatest mysteries in the SEC bottom line. This is a team I think that could go five and seven. This is a team that could go nine and three. Week one will determine a lot. South Carolina could certainly move up this ranking if they're able to take care of the Tar Heels in Charlotte. But when you factor in the question marks, when you factor in the offensive line issues, the defensive line issues, what you lost in the portal, replacing both of your top corners, the inconsistencies of Spencer Rattler, a brand-new offensive coordinator that we have no idea if it's going to work. There are real question marks on this football team. And some of these teams ahead of South Carolina, I just feel more confident about that their question marks will be answered. I feel as if there are more solidified answers to their questions than South Carolina has right now. Does not mean I don't have optimism for the Gamecocks. Does not mean, but right around the middle of the pack, right around the middle of this list, I think that's where South Carolina belongs right now. There are many things that could work out in the Gamecocks' favor. There are many things that could go the other way. And as I mentioned to you guys previously, this 2023 team may be better than South Carolina was a season ago, but they've undoubtedly got more question marks. You, I just, I don't think you can look at this team and say they have less question marks than they had a season ago. This team has more question marks than it had last season. Doesn't mean they won't be better, but they do have more question marks. And I think there are teams ahead of them that I've listed that I feel have less question marks. They have more answers for that reason. I've got South Carolina ninth in my SEC power rankings. At number eight, we go to Oxford. I've got the Ole Miss Rebels. Love Jackson Dart, love Lane Kiffin. He's an absolute electric factory when it comes to content. Ole Miss is a team I'm feeling better and better about as the offseason goes because I think Jackson Dart has the opportunity with Quinshawn Judkins at running back to be a real dude in the SEC this season. They brought in Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. They brought in Walker Howard from LSU in that quarterback room. And all Jackson Dart has done, it sounds like, it's elevated him to play his best football. I think Ole Miss is a team, they're not going to win the West. They're not going to do anything crazy this season, but I think could be a headache. They'll be a headache for teams to play defensively. They're in a transition. Their new defensive coordinator, Pete Golding, I think that's going to be a very, very positive addition. I've heard Cole Kublick talk about this a lot. They're going to be better solely just from a schematic standpoint if for nothing else they'll be better defensively because of that I think Ole Miss could take a step forward will take a step forward defensively that was their Achilles heel last year and you know under Lane Kiffin their brand is offense they're going to score they're going to score a lot they're going to score in bunches I fully expect Ole Miss to do that yet again and so right now because of that I've got them eighth in my SEC power rankings the Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. 
Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. At number seven, we're sticking in the SEC West. I've got the Arkansas Razorbacks. Love the duo of K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. It's a, it's a pretty good place to start when you've got arguably the best quarterback running back duo in the SEC. I would say probably the best quarterback and running back individually in the SEC. Maybe Quinshawn Junkins takes that spot over Rocket Sanders, but K.J. Jefferson, of course, we dropped our SEC quarterback power rankings earlier this summer. We had K.J. at number one. So it's a great start place to start offensively. There are big question marks at coordinators as well. Two brand-new coordinators on the offensive and defensive side. They've got questions at wide receiver. Who's going to replace their top pass catchers? They lose Trey Knox. Of course, he goes to South Carolina. On the defensive side, they couldn't stop anybody in the secondary a season ago. Still, I like Arkansas. They're another one of these middle-of-pack SEC teams that's somewhat tough to figure out, but I think starting out with KJ, with Rocket on the on, on the offensive side, excuse me, I think that's a great place to start. For now, I'll put them right in the middle, number seven in our rankings. At number six, and I know this is where I lose some of you, but as I mentioned to you at SEC Media Days, there were teams that I left feeling more worrisome about and had more question marks about, and there were teams that I left feeling better about and bullish about and stock up on. The Kentucky Wildcats are one of those teams that I feel much better about. I'm high on Kentucky. I've got them at number six. In the power rankings, guys, you just look across the board. If you really sit down and you look at what they added offensively, it is remarkable. I mean, this offense should be night and day different from what it was last year. First off, you bring Liam Cohen back to Lexington. The last time he was there, oh, I don't know. They just had one of their best offenses they've ever had. They were as good as anybody. Liam Cohen pushed all the right buttons for Kentucky the last time he was there. You then add Devin Leary from NC State in the transfer portal. Guys, do you realize, was hurt last year. Going into last season, there were literally Devin Leary for Heisman campaigns being touted by the NC State fan base. A guy that two years ago threw 35 touchdowns, I think, to just seven or eight interceptions. He was one of the best quarterbacks in college football. You also add Ray Davis, the running back transfer from Vanderbilt. Guys, he rushed for 1,000 yards behind the Vandy offensive line. Dude's a stud. You also add Demi Sumo from NC State, the running back transfer. You add a couple of pieces on the offensive line in the portal. You got a transfer from Alabama, transfer from Southern Cal. That was their Achilles heel last year, the offensive line. I think they've addressed that through their additions in the portal this offseason. And on the defensive side, they're led by Octavius Oxendine up front. They do lose some key contributors defensively, but I trust the Mark Stoops brand of football, which I think they get back to, which is just hard nose physicality, toughness, and now they've got the offense to complement it. And the reason I feel confident in Kentucky is this. Defense wasn't their problem last year. It was the offensive line and the offense. 
Their trademark, their bread and butter under Mark Stoops has been the offensive line. There is no way Kentucky is that bad on the offensive line back-to-back seasons. It'd be one thing if they had struggled on the offensive line his entire tenure, but they haven't, guys. And we got a decade sample size to look at. I think the offensive line's much improved. And oh, by the way, I didn't even mention this. Their crop of wide receivers, it's the best group of wide receivers that Kentucky maybe has ever had. Barry and Brown, Dane Key, those dudes lead the way as good as they were last year. Kentucky's going to have a really good offense. They'll have a stingy defense to go with it. I've got them sixth in my power rankings. At number five, and again, this is one. Here's what you have to do, guys, when you do preseason rankings, when you do these power rankings. I'm not really factoring in a whole lot what happened last year. Right? I'm just not, like... What's about to kick off in week one, what did kick off in week zero, it's not a continuation of last season. I think that's where people really get confused and get twisted. And, like, I mean, even with South Carolina, like, week one is not going to be a continuation of what happened last year. This is a brand-new team in a lot of situations. There are brand-new coaches. I mean, it's just, it's completely different. You have to remove and put behind you what happened last year. Example, for South Carolina, 63 points against Tennessee, that was last year. Doesn't matter anymore. Five and seven for A&M last year. Doesn't matter anymore. Now, trends can tell you something. Trends can help you decipher what a team is. But I'm not looking at Texas A&M and saying, okay, they went five and seven last year. They're just going to continue down that path. They very well may do so. Jimbo Fisher may be the biggest bum in college football, and they fire him after the season. When you look at Texas A&M, man, when you look at that roster, you add Bobby Petrino at OC, there is no excuse for this program not to win at minimum eight games this season. I'd say maybe even nine. When you look at the way they've recruited, when you look at the talent, They've got one of the best defensive lines, if not the best. I'd say one of the best in the SEC. Let's give some respect to Georgia. They've got dudes across the board. And I like Texas A&M in the SEC West this year. I've got them beating Alabama. I've got them as a nine-win team. For that reason, again, and more, I think the talent, I think the addition of Bobby Petrino will be a positive one. We're going to be talking a lot about Petrino. Fisher, can he take his hands off the steering wheel? I think he has to. If he can do that, they're going to be fine. Connor Wegman at quarterback, I think there's not a quarterback in the SEC that could shoot up rankings, could shoot up SEC power rankings amongst quarterbacks more than Connor Wegman this season. I've got Texas A&M fifth in my power rankings entering week one. At number four, the Tennessee Volunteers. Question marks at quarterback with Joe Milton. There may not be a more fascinating player in the SEC at that position than Joe Milton, because it's, can you really expect Joe Milton and these new pieces to be as good as that offense was last year? I I don't think you can. Hendon Hooker was historically good at Tennessee. But with that being said, people act like that it means they're going to fall off a cliff and score 20 points a game. They're still going to be one of the best offenses in the SEC, guys. It's the... It's the brand of Josh Heupel, the offensive brand. They're going to score. They're going to score often. They're going to score a lot of points this season. You're going to see it this weekend against the Virginia Cavaliers. You're going to see it all season long. 
Can Joe Milton throw the changeup? We've heard that all offseason. He's heard it. I'm sure that's something he's worked on in his game. You got to replace Jalen Hyatt. You got to replace Cedric Tillman. I get that. You got Squirrel wide to the outside. Brew McCoy is back. They feel good about their running back position as well. From all accounts, by all, all things we've heard, the defense is going to be much improved from last season as well. I don't think Tennessee is going to be quite as good maybe as they were last year. But going in the season, I still right now, until proven otherwise, I still view Tennessee as the fourth best team in the SEC. And maybe somebody else takes that throne. Maybe it's an A&M. Maybe it's a Kentucky. Maybe it's a South Carolina. Maybe somebody else jumps up and knocks Tennessee off that pedestal. But, guys, right now, I've got Tennessee second in the East. I've got them the fourth best team in the SEC. I think offensively, they will continue to score. They will continue to score at a high level. I don't know that Joe Milton's going to be as good as Andy Hooker. He doesn't have to be, guys, for them to be really good offensively and defensively. I think Tennessee's going to take a step forward. Not saying they're going to be great, but I think they'll be better than last year. And that was a team that, again, won 11 games. So Tennessee, for me, fourth in the SEC power rankings. At number three, I've got the Alabama Crimson Tide. And listen, I know this is something that some of you, you know, Josh Pate's picking Alabama to win the national championship. Win the SEC, of course. I got to find out who's playing quarterback, man. Nick Saban, for the first time in his Alabama tenure, did not release a depth chart. What does it mean? Does it mean anything? For the first time ever, Nick Saban does not release a depth chart. I think it's Jalen Milrow out the gate. Will it be Jalen Milrow midseason? By the second or third game, will it be Jalen? Is it Ty Simpson? Is it Buckner? We still, we know nothing more about Bama's quarterback competition right now than we did at SEC Media Days. How is that possible? Alabama's still loaded. They got one of the best rosters in college football. Nobody's denying that. But in the SEC, the two teams ahead of them have less question marks. And you're going to have a hard time convincing me that Alabama is going to get better after losing the number one and number three overall draft picks. They couldn't win the SEC West last year with Bryce Young and with Will Anderson. They might be better. They might improve. They might get back to bully ball. Why couldn't they do that last year? The offensive line wasn't very good. Why couldn't they do that last year? Alabama's still one of the best rosters in the conference, and they very well may win the West, but right now, I got them third in my power rankings. At number two, the team that I think will win the SEC West, the LSU Tigers. Loaded across the board. Loaded across the board. Starting with Jalen Daniels at quarterback. You know, they added Logan Diggs in the portal. They got one of the best wide receivers, if not the best, in the SEC. Right up there with Juice Wells. Malik Neighbors on the outside. They do lose Mason Smith, of course, defensively for that week one game against Florida State. But you got Makai Wingo right there next to him. You've got Harold Perkins, who might be the best defensive player in college football. Secondary's a question mark. Secondary's a question mark. But LSU, to me, they are loaded across the board. I like Jalen Daniels a lot. He was on my all-SEC team. I believe I listed him second team preseason all-SEC. I think he takes a major step forward this year. LSU number two in my power rankings. And again, guys, they're my pick for the SEC West this season. We shall see how that plays out. But LSU right now going in the season at number two. And at number one in our SEC power rankings for week one, it's no surprise, guys, the Georgia Bulldogs. Until proven otherwise, Georgia is at the top of the mountain. Back-to-back national champions. 
I understand they got a new OC in Mike Bobo. They replaced both of their starting tackles. And they got a new quarterback in Carson Beck. Defensively, they replaced some pieces, but the way that Kirby Smart has built this program, it's a reload situation in Athens. I mean, you'll find few, I think, that are picking Georgia to even lose a game this season. I think there's only one game on the schedule Georgia's going to be a single-digit favorite in, and that's the game at Tennessee. And by then, who knows what the spread will be. Georgia's the undisputed champion, back-to-back national champions. It's going to take them losing that spot or somebody just knocking them off for them to fall from number one. And I don't think that's even up for debate or discussion. So again, guys, that's our SEC Power Rankings entering week one. What are your thoughts? How would you rank these teams entering week one of the 2023 college football season? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.